If you think that alcohol abuse is harmful nowadays, let's flash back to the 1800s when men drank seven times the amount of alcohol than the average American today. It was only thanks to multiple reformers and reform movements that alcohol was able to be contained. But really, how bad were the consequences for people to change? I've invited multiple guests to answer some questions about the temperance movement. We first have Logan. Logan, what were some of the consequences of drinking? As you brought up previously, men in the past had easier access to alcohol, and as a result, women and children were put under more stress from physical and mental abuse. When under the influence of alcohol, your brain has the mental capacity of a four-year-old, meaning you don't think or communicate clearly. Were these women and their children in so much danger that they would want reform? I would say yes. They are facing mistreatment from their husbands and fathers, which is an abuse no family should be put under. We now have Rebecca speaking. Rebecca, what were the results women wanted to see after reform? Many women wanted to decrease the amount of alcohol that their husbands drink and possibly ban alcohol altogether. That is quite ambitious. And what rules were they looking to put in place to achieve these goals? They wanted the government to make laws limiting the amount of alcohol that people could drink. This podcast is made possible by the Women's Christian Temperance Union, fighting for zero alcohol abuse since 1873. Going back to Logan, how are they going to enforce these laws? Did all the methods succeed? At first, women everywhere use moral suasion, which is using morality to change another's behavior to persuade their husbands to change. This, in the end, had little impact. So women turned to using their political stances for a change, passing many laws against alcohol consumption. They also opened buildings around the world to cure this so-called disease. What ways did the temperance movement succeed? Was there anything that went wrong, Zara? It was a success in 1919 due to the 18th Amendment, which banned the manufacture and transportation of alcohol completely. However, this new law was too hard to enforce, so in 1920, the 21st Amendment was adopted, which reappealed prohibition. But the Women's Christian Temperance Union and the Anti-Saloon League continued to gain many followers while they succeeded in getting many liquor laws passed nationwide. Many advocates also made efforts in government regulations, instructions on alcoholism in schools, and energized studies of how toxic alcohol can be for your health. Julian, it seems this reform movement was only able to be pulled off by some impressive people and organizations. Yes, over 6,000 temperance groups, including the Women's Christians Temperance Union, which was founded by Frances E. Willard and the Anti-Saloon League, were responsible for this amazing change. How did these people impact the temperance movement? Many people, such as Susan B. Anthony, address the impact of drinking alcohol on the average American family and was involved in the Sons of Temperance Frances E. Willard was an educator before she abandoned her career and got involved in the temperance movement. Her goal was to eliminate all consumption of alcohol. All these strong women fought hard and in the end accomplished many of their goals. Thank you all for your time. Please be inclined to give a listen to the other podcasts in our series. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. 
Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.